Here's Devotion 761. Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We are in Judges chapter 9, verse 42. The next day, okay, this is after the failed coup against Abimelech led by Gaal. Remember, Gaal got away. The next day, when the people of Shechem went into the countryside, this was reported to Abimelech. He took the troops, divided them into three companies, and waited in ambush in the countryside. He looked, and the people were coming out of the city, so he arose against them and struck them down. Then Abimelech and the units that were with him rushed forward and took their stand at the entrance of the city gate. The other two units rushed against all who were in the countryside and struck them down. So Abimelech fought against the city that entire day, captured it, and killed the people who were in it. Then he tore down the city and sowed it with salt. This is an idiot king. He just tore down one of his own cities. And then this salt, uh, there's a couple of interpretations that I've read. One is that it just shows how it's preserved in its permanently ruined state. And also it's believed that it could be a, a, an attempt to try to prevent crops from growing there. Either of these is idiotic to destroy a city in your own kingdom. Now, it's about to get worse. When all the citizens of the Tower of Shechem heard, they entered the inner chamber of the temple of El Barith. Then it was reported to Abimelech that all the citizens of the Tower of Shechem had gathered. So Abimelech and all the troops who were with him went up to Mount Zalman. Abimelech took his axe in his hand and cut a branch from the trees. He picked up the branch, put it on his shoulder, and said to the troops who were with him, Hurry and do what you have seen me do. Each of the troops also cut his own branch and followed Abimelech. They put the branches against the inner chamber and set it on fire. About a thousand men and women died, including all the men of the Tower of Shechem. Do you remember Jotham's parable from just a couple devotions ago? Jotham gave this story about trees like the olive fig uh, and, and the cedar trees. And the, the olive and the fig and the grapevine were all asked to be king, but none of them would step into leadership. And so instead, occupying that vacuum was the bramble, the thorn bush. That thorn bush represents Abimelech. We know this because Jotham says as much. Moreover, the fire that would come from the bramble would then turn to consume him. The cedars of Lebanon were tall, mighty, beautiful, mythic, epic, legendary. And now there's this tower that is consumed in fire. You can see how Jotham's parable from what I believe was three years prior to these events has now come awfully, awfully true. Like we said before, in our context, remember, elections have consequences. What Jotham predicted would happen has happened precisely to gruesome effect with mass casualties. These are a thousand people fleeing from their own king in a sanctum they thought was the most safe, albeit near in, in proximity to a pagan temple here in the Tower of Shechem, this central building. And this is supposed to be Abimelech's own kingdom. He is burning his own kingdom for crying out loud. Look at the lengths to which he will go to compensate for his own insecurity. Because of a rebellion against him, he over-retaliates 
to homicidal effect, genocidal effect, a thousand casualties. And this is not even including all the men of the rebellion who followed Gaal to the city gate just the day before. There have been a lot of lives lost in about 48 hours' time. So Jotham, in his prediction, turns out to be quite right. But there's more to come. By the time we get to verse 59, you're going to see the full fulfillment of everything that Jotham had predicted. A lot of time went by, though, between Jotham making that prediction and these things coming to pass. It could be that those years were of God's mercy, giving people time to repent. But in all of these things, we know this. God is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. But he wants all men to come to repentance. So he's patient with us. Would you think now on the time span between the promises of God and their fulfillments? To God, they're instantaneous. To God, a thousand years is like a day, and a day is like a thousand years. He exists outside of time itself. So if you've been waiting a long time to see what God said come true, keep waiting because none of this has seemed like a long time to God. Jotham gave people a warning about this, and I believe that God gave people three years to make things right. Be patient with God, as God is patient with you and me.